Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Minna Fandom. Uh, happy holidays. Uh, I'm Menas. Um, I'm sorry, John from Scranton, but I'm joined by the host of Montante's World, um, one time appearer on the Jerry Callahan show, Mike Montante. Montante, how are you, Santa Claus? Uh, good, good. Um, I feel COVID uh, creeping in on me, but for right now, we're, we're holding strong. You have COVID? No, not yet. But it's as a gambling man, that that sucker's looming. We want we made the we made the conscious choice to go to uh, Alex's family's, uh, knowing that uh, everyone there had COVID essentially, and uh, it's coming. Ooh, it's coming. Wow. Um, I mean, if you want, I've got tons of vaccines just lying around the house, so I can <laughs> no, I'm, send some I'm, over I'm, to you. I'm boosted to the gills. I got. Uh, I'm doing every other day. I'm getting a booster from a guy I know, so I should be yeah. all right in theory. But we'll see. You 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 get the rectal delivery for those, don't you? Of course. Yeah, the best way. Um. Mm-hmm. So, I, the same thing happened to me for Christmas. COVID has uh, got into the house, and so my wife got COVID. I think on Christmas Eve, the twenty fourth. Mm. So, I guess it, in one way it was good because I got to just. Dis- bail out of all the Christmas parties and just watch TV. Um, but it's also meant like I haven't done the last week. I really haven't done much. Yeah. Well, from what I know, which is not much about what's going on over there, a lot of cricket, a lot of cricket. So probably a blessing in disguise for you. Yeah. No, it's been very good. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, but it's been, yeah, I was half expecting to get it a bit like you. I was thinking, well, you know, I, don't my tell me you're quarantining from your wife or whatever. Are you? You well, avoiding her? We don't often sleep in the same bed anyway because of my snoring. Um, <laughs> That's but, what it is, yeah. But, you know, like obviously in the lead up to her getting COVID, we'd spend a lot of time together. So, But I think I've just got a very strong immune system. So it's hard and you're to in great down. shape, so I, I wouldn't be worried about anything. Yes, yeah, so someone as fit as me can stave off illnesses. and COVID uh, will look at you and go the other way. Yeah. I mean, you'll be surprised at this, though. I have not had the third jab. I had the two vaccinations and then I got COVID and then I thought, well, I'm not going to get another one and uh, I'm fine. Is that is that little temptation looming though in the back of your head just to, hey, they, today be a great day to get shot, you know, another shot? Yeah, actually just for like fun. Like now I'm on holiday. I think what would be good, just walk down to the shop and get a vac- <laughs> shops and get a vaccination, maybe take the kids. Hey, son, come on, let's all go and get a yeah, booster. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Um, Get the maybe, flu you know, shot, the COVID shot, and the other yeah, one. Absolutely. Maybe we can just – I, I don't have any babies, but maybe we can find some babies and take them with us as well. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the ones that haven't been um, aborted yet, bring them, get them boosted, then get them aborted. What a, what a fun day it would be. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been in the same situation as you, really. Um, our, uh, do you think this is a bit weird? Our The host of our Christmas party said – and it's a Christmas Eve party, so we want everyone to rat test before you come. And and if you're positive, obviously don't come. Do you think that's a bit extreme? Was this a work party or who? No, no, no. Who this is the family gathering? party. The my family. Oh, that's party. insane! If if it's a work party, it's like maybe almost. Although you're around those people more often than not, that's super weird. That's really weird. Like I said, we went in there knowing that 
half her family bailed, and we went in there. Like uh, when cops hear that gunshots or you know firemen see the fire, we ran into the flames. We we signed up for this, so that's crazy that people like don't turn away your family even if they're sick. Come on, unless you're like have serious issues. Come on, that, that's that's too much. I yeah, like who who did that. I mean, one of my cousins. I, I thought it was a bit strange. I mean, there were a couple of old people there, so I sort of think, okay, maybe they were trying to protect the older people. But I also think it's a bit futile. Like COVID's everywhere. Asking people to test is not really going to help. Um, Did everyone comply? I don't know. We didn't go because my wife tested hmm. and she was. I'm saying, but um, do you know? Like, are you in touch with any of the family members? Or like, hey, do you believe I had to do X, Y, and Z, and you know, so and so failed? And no follow up. Um, no, we're not a close family, so no one was bitching about it. But <laughs> I, the, the very old, one of the oldest people that would have gone got COVID and therefore mm. um, she wasn't even there. So anyway, look, l- let's get into Minna Fandom. This is another holiday episode. The main show is t- taking the week off and, and well-deserved, but I thought um, it would be great to record an episode with my good friend Mike Montante. So we'll start off with the Menaverse and uh, the Minna Fandom Holiday Special, the Christmas special, was so well received, Mike. I had so many messages. Uh, people loved the three segments. People loved uh, Blind Mike's message. Um, so I'm really glad I did that. It was a lot of work because you know, I was basically doing three episodes. You know what it's like, you know, recording with all those mm. people and, and snipping it all together. Um, but, yeah, really enjoyed doing it. And thank you for everyone that sent messages of appreciation. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, and you know what? Usually, like um, something like that, I feel like it's uh, like the ice. Was that ice? Is it Briars that does it? But they have like the three ice cream flavors. You got your chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. And if you open mm. it up after two weeks, there's always strawberry sitting there because no one wants strawberry. There was no weak flavor with this one. I think every every you know everyone brought it uh, for the most part. It was very good. Blind Mike was funny, and uh, yeah, it was it was a good episode. And I've been doing a lot of driving. You know, believe it or not, I'm one of the few people still working between Christmas and the New Year. Um, I work today. And just I am the, the, you know, it's, it's tough listens out there. I got nothing to listen to right now. Um, I, I was so close to even almost putting on a beyond average, but I went with radio silence instead, but yeah, it's tough. So it was a nice, nice thing to fill, uh, fill an hour and a half void for me. So no, yeah, very know, well, very well done. N- thank you. Next time you think about putting on a beyond average podcast, just like go to like a, a white noise podcast or like a, a rain podcast, because I think that would be more interesting. Um, than the beyond average uh, there hasn't been much i know uh, and we'll get to it a bit later but blind mike put out a blind mike project uh, there was the best of which i want to touch on but um uh, yeah that's one of the reasons we're recording now and also i put out the christmas special i really enjoyed talking to to tim in canton he 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 really is impossible to rattle apart from that night in the car yeah let's get him a backseat of a car yeah, he's he's good, and he definitely senses when you're trying to set him up for something. He'll you know he'll sense the trap, and he'll kind of back up and then answer it like he's not a pussy. He knows what he's doing. He's he's very good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then then okay. So why did you get the Shaddix on like a day after they were on my Christmas special? Because you you're the, the you know Meta fandom for what it is. It's a strictly Meta fan podcast, unless we're talking about you know vaccines in the beginning. It's a hundred percent you know about a Kirk Minahan show. Mine, my listeners are hundred percent Meta fans, but you know it's not a hundred percent Meta fan driven, right? We always I always throw the bone in there to talk about the show because I do like the show and understand that's a majority of people are probably skipping to just that part. But no, we had a little fun before then and. Um, 
listen, I like I like the Shaddix just like you do. So do I. Um, whether we're talking Mita fandom or we're talking swinging. I like the Shaddix a lot. Uh, it was funny, though. She was talking a little more, I think, than Tom would have liked. He, <laughs> I only put out the audio version, but there were times where I could just sense the the frustration in Tom's face, and I almost felt bad for him. So I hope I hope uh, he didn't take it out on her later. <laughs> How would he take it out on him, Mike? Well, I don't know. They 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 went through some um, fantasies. Apparently, they uh, role play about being at the bar. So maybe you know, so some drunk guy is a little too aggressive. I don't know. I don't want to get into that. But uh, he was not pleased for uh, a decent portion of doing that. But always fun having the Shaddix on. I mean, that's on my. No, I love the swinging talk. I mean, you you can go down some fucking crazy rabbit holes in your lunatic podcast, and that was one of them. I was I was like, wow, you've really got this going. Uh, you know, I think. I mean, we've discussed, you know, Alice has got a naughty side. There's no doubt about it. Um, and, and maybe you're right. Maybe they did play a bit of slap and tickle later on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a good episode. Didn't you feel guilty, though? They have, like, four kids that you could hear in the background, but, like, tearing wherever they were apart, and you kept them on for almost two hours. Like, I feel guilty <laughs> keeping them on for 25 minutes. I-, I got news for you. If I'm not ending the thing early, we might still be going. You know, like no, the sh- the shadows can go. Tom alone can go. Tom for four can hours. talk. Tom can talk for the best of them. Like you, he, can, he, I don't know if you him heard him on the Jerry Christmas special. Yeah, him yeah. and yeah, the, yeah. He's the very the similar thing. I heard him on the Christmas special. But you could ask him one question. You could have six things written down. You know, regimented for ninety nice nice ninety minutes, and then you know, fifty minutes go by. You said you haven't said a word in thirty minutes, and you have one question down. He, I know. Just I- speak. I love Tom, but he goes in some weird directions and he goes, goes like he can go on and on about some stuff. Uh, but yeah, and it, two hours, the, the swinging talk jumped out at me. Um, also, um, another thing that jumped out at me was that you really want Jerry's producer job. Like you want Craig's job. No, I don't, I don't want it per se. Cause I like Craig and it, it would be a pain in the ass schedule wise. Uh, but if it were, we if it were, you know, offered, I would definitely take it. I think uh, it depends. Does Jerry just want to, you know, rant and rave, or does he want to have a little bit of back and forth? Because I'm just as, you know, conservative as Jerry, but I also think um, I want to be scared to call him out. Like I, his his whole thing with the uh, the vaccine drives me mad. Like he got the vaccine um, so he can go golfing, and now he pretends like he's against it and this, that, the other. So there's some things and. When I listen, you know, Craig, Craig is, uh, he just doesn't speak, you know, he's just there to press buttons. And I think, uh, you need more of a second voice on that show, but I wouldn't look too deep into it. I, I think they're doing a good job. I listen, uh, that's actually been heavy into my rotation this week. Um, anything going. Yeah. Only thing there's, they're still pushing on. Yeah. It's, Do you it's know tough. how the move to Newsmax gone? Newsmax. I mean, he's fucking, he's on there. Every day, multiple times. So I think he's absolutely loving it. Um, you know, to kind of be in a more of a old school spotlight, like the radio is. You know, TV is a little different than a podcast, but it's a little more, you know, uh, becoming a new. So I think he's loving it. I don't think that the format of the show's changed too much. Although I know we can't curse on there. So when I go do my gambling sh- picks, the first week I let off let off a good fuck, and uh, since then I've been I've been clean. So that's kind of only been the only change I've noticed. Interesting. Um, have you ever sort of, I don't know, had any inkling from Jerry that he wouldn't mind bringing you in a bit more often? Well, no. The, I think the big uh, holdup would be that uh, I could barely put up Montante's world with uh, no drops. So, you know, he, he has a lot of cuts. He has a lot of uh, moving parts. And say what you want about Craig. 
um, for what he lacks in uh, on-air talent, quote, you know, per se, he definitely can make his show sound good. He's on point for the most part with the uh, the drop. So I think what they have is a is a good thing, and um, it might be a little foolish to shake it up. Okay, fair enough. Um, if you ever need any help, let me know. Learning how to do stuff, I'm always here, always happy to help. You you, you saw the way I expertly cut together that Christmas special. Oh. We had lovely lovely messages from Melissa Gorman. Beyond Average Mick, um, who else? Uh, Nipples, Gearhead Mike sent in a message. Uh, <laughs> Blind Mike. Um, it, it was it was it was a well put together show. I don't mean to sound like a pervert here, and I don't mean to derail it. I don't I don't know if I'm just a pervert. Every female's voice is just a tra- like Melissa Gorman's voice did it for me. She's oh, a great 100%. voice. She has a fantastic voice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I could just if if the middle ladies just release like a a podcast or an ASMR of just all of them talking, I could easily add that to the rotation. Oh, one thousand. What about what about Minifan? Uh, maybe every other Friday for three nights. Uh, you know, sex line like back in the day. That'd be so good. Call in, you get one of the six middle ladies like five dollars a minute. You'd, there'd be perverts on there for two hours. Oh, they they could make a fortune. Like, I mean, I I would drop. Yeah, I mean, you don't know how much I dropped to speak to Lauren. Uh, I have an idea. I just did the be... math. Yeah, you you drop uh, you drop a pretty penny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'll be taking that second mortgage out pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> so no, I'll tell you what. No, no, no. Let's let's get into that real quick. Give me your uh, give me the gold medal, the silver medal, and the bronze medal for the top three uh, Minifan ladies uh, sex line voices that you want you want to hear. Voices. Voices. This is this is for the metaphorical every other Friday, mm. two hours a night, five dollars a minute, three dollars a minute, five dollars a minute. Um voices. Top three voices. Wow. That's a really tough one. Because um I mean Lauren's got a beautiful voice. Alice has got a great mm. voice. Melissa's voice. Nancy, my old friend Nancy, she's a lovely sounding lady. Um you remember the lady we met in the bar who I, I, I blocked um, I thought it was. A, oh yeah, like she a, was super. Her and her husband. Were I very thought it was nice. like a VD b- burner, and it turned out to be this stupid. <laughs> well, it's probably good instinct. Fan. Usually, that's usually a good instinct. <laughs> but, but that's probably my top though. three or four. That's not what an about answer, you? No, give me gold. No, 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 no. Give me gold, silver. Okay, oh. voices. Then Alice Gold, Lauren Silver, Melissa Bronze. Okay, I would go. But obviously, uh, Robinson's B and B. She's hard to separate the face from the voice there. So that's a hard one. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, just going, I'm going strictly voice here. And this is my goal yeah. to be uh, Alice, and that's not a you know discount to her looks as well. I'm just saying voice. Uh, Julie would be second, and I think um, – and then I, I would go with uh, Melissa Gorman for my uh, my bronze. Mm, like it. Um, what about oh, – speaking of Julie, so have you tried to get her on Montante's World? No, I can't. Is she on any social media? I haven't really looked that hard, but I've definitely never seen her. I think she works anything. too much, so she probably doesn't have time for she, social well, media. Well, she definitely works too much. I can tell you that much. She works yeah, a lot. Probably better chance of bumping into her in uh, Tulsa than uh, online. No, no, no. I mean, I, I did a quick like um, Twitter search, but I didn't do too much uh, more you know, more than that. She'd be on LinkedIn. She mentioned LinkedIn. Maybe I'll find her on LinkedIn. How many, know, how many uh, you know, Julies there are? Like, I don't know her name. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Real estate, New York. Did she give her last name? No, I hope not. Oh, she may have with her father. She got. She gave a lot of details into her family there. So I'm sure if you wanted to, you could. But I. Don't know. Well, I she was good. She... But yeah, how do you rate her? 
good. I, I tweeted out that day. She was the best ever um, first first day guest ever. I mean, she was. She did. She was. She went bowling with the with the little lanes up. You know, she had bumpers up. You had the best day ever. You had the Rico stuff. Kirk's in a good mood. So it was an easy landing spot, but she absolutely crushed it. Yeah, agree. Um, I, I think the consensus seems to be that she was better than Alice Shattuck. And, and the, the main difference there seems to be she was a bit more of a show super fan. So she was able to kind of give it back um, to Dave and the, the guys a bit more. Yeah, one time, and I think I also admit that too. So yeah, no, for for sure, one hundred percent. It'd be tough to uh, argue the other way. Mm. I don't know if you saw um, our stupid friend from Scranton, John, uh, tweeted out earlier that he thinks he'd like the wrap up shows to not have the same ten people on it all the time. So he's obviously referring to Minifandom and Montante's world. Are there any others that I've forgotten? Uh, he, I think he does like four or five shows, but they don't uh, count. once not a month. Shows. Yeah, they just hangs like they're like um, people that have no friends jumping online. That, and that was that was a little bit of a shot across the sale, but I mean, he he's not exactly wrong. But then you kind of get into the eleventh and twelfth person, and then you realize why you stick with the first eight. Mm. I, I mean, I mean, my reasons are pretty simple. There's, there's a few things. Firstly, and I mentioned before, it's actually hard to just tee it up with people, regardless. The other thing is I actually like people to sound good, so I don't mind getting on a Fitzy or a Lauren on their phone um, every now and then. But I, I really like the fact that, you know, the, most of the people I get on, like you, Mayo, Yelling Menas, have, you know, proper microphones or on computers, so the show sounds good. So th- that's one of the reasons I guess the pool is limited. Um, I don't know. What about you on Montante's World? Yeah, well, the first thing, it's – with me, a lot of my shows are very spur of the moment. Like, I'll wake up one morning and kind of see that my day is kind of progressing quicker than I thought. And, like, hey, I can actually probably mix in something tonight. Um, but it's much harder to get a guest on um, than you'd think, right? Because the schedules have to line up and people, even if you have someone lined up, you think you haven't done something with before, something will pop up. It, it's not as easy as, you know, you'd imagine. But I think you should add a segment to this. Um, hopefully, you get enough, you know, feedback. I think you would. Um, to maybe have a a call in line where people can pitch maybe a thirty second elevator pitch of why they should be the next guest on uh I'm in a fandom, some random yeah, you know, I mean, Twitter uh, Twitter people. I mean, absolutely, but I don't think there's a lot of people queuing up. I think a lot of people just like to listen. You know, I've got thousands of fans who enjoy the show. They're happy to be passive listeners. Yelling men has volunteered. Patrick's uh, put his um hat in the ring, so I'm going to try and get him on soon. This is a different Patrick. Patrick. It's a different Patrick, great guy, met him outside the Wilbur. Hmm. But generally, this is kind of the rotation. And, um, you know, another thing people have suggested to me is, you know, why don't you have like three-man shows where it's, you know, That made. would be good. But just from like what we were saying before, you try teeing up three schedules. It's virtually impossible. You know, I often – often will shoot messages to a third person say, hey, I, and I've, I've sent you these messages. I've said, hey, I'm recording with so-and-so. Sure, and yeah, now. I've gotten that want, before. Do you want to join? And it's very rare that everyone's free at the same time. So I, I've kind of got to just sort of focus on having two people locked in, me and someone else, and then if you can get a third, great. But unfortunately, um, you know, post-pandemic, um, it doesn't happen that often. But what if that dickhead um- – Cullinane gave you uh Tuesday night, every night, nine o'clock like clockwork. Uh you would live stream on the on the YouTube network. You, 
a, a co-host and a, a, a third chair, that'd always be a surprise. But then you'd be able to get three people easily if you had something regimented. Oh, I'd love that, but they, they've got no desire to do anything like that, Kirk or or Dave or, or the show, and that, that's fine. Man is live. He's, you know, at this stage dead. Um, <laughs> I miss you taking the phone calls. Those are, those are good. Yeah, I, I would love to do that, but I'm not going to, like, push for something that there's – you know, if Kirk doesn't want it, it's his show. So yeah, if he course. doesn't want it on his network, um, I'm not going to bother. I, I really think Dave Cullinane just wants people – to you know, pre-record shows and send them in, and when he gets around to it, he'll post them if he remembers. That's as much as he wants to have to do with Minifan content, and I've accepted that. Minifandom has never been better. Um, I'm really looking forward to 2023. It's going to be much of the same as, as this year's been, maybe even better. Um, so, yeah, I, I've sort of come to a good place. Yeah, no, that's good to hear, and I never really listened to – um, your show that much in the past, just just in passing. So I didn't really, I wasn't really too privy to the um, the red era. But that was my first time hearing him on. You guys are good to go. I, I get that. Now. I used to think it was overplayed. He's horrible on Twitter. He's he has three mm. jokes. He recycles them. He's horrific. Um, but he actually is like ten times more lively on here. So what's stopping him from joining the show again? Like, let's be honest. He doesn't well, have too much family stuff going on. No, no, I think know. he said it. He's got a sick relative, and whether you believe that or not, it's up to you. Um, I, I believe him. I believe there's something going on there. And he, he did sort of suggest maybe that he could do once a month, um, so that would be great. Okay. Uh, or he said once a quarter, didn't he, um, which is more the Andy Mayo rotation. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it, what's good about having a regular co-host is uh, you can get into a rhythm – but I think if I stick to this rotation that I've sort of got going at the moment, that core group, um, you know, the the usual suspects yourself, Yelling Menas, uh, Andy Mayo, um, I've forgotten a few. Anyway, whatever. You know, if I Tim and Canton, the Shattucks, you know, just wheel through them, I'll get a good rapport with them like I got with Red. Um, yeah. Let me, let me ask you something. Uh, you just mentioned Yelling Menas. Um, very French, if you ask me. Oh, Yes. Did you know when he was saying, because I think I know where he was coming from. I think he was just saying stuff to fill air. When he said the thing about calling in and watching him with the kids in school, did you, were you like, oh, geez, what did you just do? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think if you can hear it in the in the show, I sort of pull him up on it and like, uh, okay, where are we going with this? Like, this this is not cool. Um, so, I, And even Andy Mayo sent me a message afterwards saying, it's That's lucky you sign. sort of jumped in there and said, uh, you know, questioned Yelly Manners on that. So I, I certainly didn't go along with it. That was a wild, well, obviously I'm, you know, people dig their own graves and dig their own graves. I'm not, I'm not here to fucking save everybody. Like, you know, what can I do? Um, I don't think he meant that as maliciously as you could, as it sounded, you know, as his face value. I think he was just saying, there's another meta fan there, you know. Hey, have you seen Dave? You know, I don't think he was like, hey, spying on him, but it was a horrible sound. Spying on the kids, spying on Chase. Yeah, no, that was tough. That was I. So I want to choose, you know, glass half full on him. I don't think he's that crazy, but that was a really tough soundbite. Yeah, look, his angle was like, you know, there'd been those jokes with the um, headmaster, uh, the principal. Sorry, you call them, and um, and I. Wait, so I you think guys called the principal a headmaster. 
Yeah, yeah. We, we, oh no, we you did. you know somebody some reparation money if you called someone a headmaster. That is <laughs> that is an unbelievable term. That's out of control. I know. Sorry, yeah, that's usually why they're like <laughs> caning you or fucking holy shit. Yeah, oh, fiddling with kids. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, Yelling Man has really put his foot in it. There, it, it's funny because, um, you know, it was his, his first sort of shot through the ringer. It was his first, mm-hmm. his first sort of. He handled um, it well. Yeah, he blocked about half the Minifandom. <laughs> he blocked them, yeah, go over him. Um, so I, I'm curious if he'll come back on Minifandom. Uh, but, but I think it's one of those things, when you start talking about kids and wives, actually no matter what you say, it's not just never going to sound yeah, good. Yeah, just don't. It's never going to sound good. Even, even if you're joking. Nice, like, oh, well, they're cute. Like, okay, now you're a pervert. Like, just don't mention them. Leave it alone. A thousand percent. Don't and then for some whatsoever. reason, Kirk starts making jokes that I'm fucking my daughter. Um, when I didn't say well, anything. Did he say that? He did. He did. He said all sorts of awful stuff. Um, I know about you, uh, Jacqueline, the, the, yeah, yeah, no, he did say that actually. He, he did say that. Yeah, no, you're right. No. Yeah. It's tough. But you know, as we know, um, double standard Kirky at times and it is what it is. Just learn to accept it and move on. Yeah. Um, head forward. How were you about all the sort of host rankings that came out? So a lot of um, at the end of the, the the year of the show, they put out that graphic on the KMS page with all the people that had been the, the second chair on the days that Mike's not yeah. there. So, you know, you were with Snell and uh, Greg Poehler. And well, ha- s- you actually got a good, uh, good raps from everyone. You must have been proud. Yeah, well, I think my ranking was, you know, it was that was nice to see. I also think um, I have a little, you know, subconscious bias thing with people. I was the first one in there after Clemmer. So timing is, uh, I think, could be a, a big factor into that. Um, I think Snell is criminally high. I think Snell was horrific. Um, he was funny for like the first 20 minutes, and then he kind of faded away quick and a uh, very bizarre existence. Um, but I think it's tough because – Obviously, Blind Mike's going to be number one. And a lot of the Barcel people were pretty high up there just because they're at Barcel. They have a bigger platform, and they were on there a handful of times. So it's tough. But um, I think that, you know, Kirk, you know, echoed the sentiment that uh, Jerry should be dead last. So, of course, you know, the Minions, just Jerry's dead last in everyone's. <laughs> I never listened to, you know, WEI growing up in uh, New Jersey. But, yeah, I actually th- think it was funny. Like, when the calls come in and Jerry wants to, you know, kill himself, I think there's something funny to that. I like hearing the old stories. Yeah, Jerry get pouty and pissy at times, so he shouldn't be top five maybe. But him being dead last is, is fucking silly when you look at that list. But for the most part, it's I it's a good I, point. I mean, Snell was they, way they worse. They did well. Riggs was, way, Riggs was way worse than Jerry. Way worse. Riggs was Jerry. almost yeah. Riggs Riggs was on unli- bordering on unlistenable. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean Jesus. Um, so you know, off. but it's just funny, you know. He he mentioned that, and you know, soldiers fall in line, which why the Minifans fans are a good fan base, you know. But um, yeah. So no, but I think overall, I'll give the list like all the list B B minuses. No, they're pretty pretty on point. Yeah, well, you bet. I mean, Blind Mike was very complimentary about you. Um, who else was? Um, well, Kirk was. Uh, I wasn't even on that because you know I've never well, been. Exactly weren't, you weren't a second. Yeah, no. I, I agree to that. And it, that. it sucks. It sucks. I I should have been a second chair so I could be on that list. Oh, well, listen, uh, maybe a Kirk second contract will uh, get happen. you in a private, private jet. It's never going to happen. Never, well, ever going to happen. No, you sound like Frank the Tank. Don't, don't be so negative. 
I'm I sort of call that episode like the sort of lost KMS episode, like in like 50 years when there's like the KMS, you know, cult and they'll sort of, you know, unearth this mini fandom episode that had the whole crew. It'll be like the basement tapes of Bob Dylan or something. Um, so I've kind of got that going for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the um, off-brand shoot of like a movie film in the 90s. There's some guy with a you know, co- camera in the background off uh, Kirk's show. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Kirk-like, us, but it was a little bit different. No, I meant that in a complimentary way. But you, you kind of cowered that day. You, you weren't a little you know, Australian pit bull like I would hope you'd be. You, it was good. I was entertained. But I thought you know you'd have a little uh, something, some complaints that you have. Bring it to the well. Uh, I, I was not prepared to go in there at all. I was not comfortable with the. So protest. when you went out there to do your little protest of the blowhorns or whatever, you thought there was no shot that you'd be. No, and I didn't even it. want to do the protest. I just said to Red, oh, "I'm not going to do it," and he said, "Well." Um, Blind Prison Mike's taking the day off work. Um, hmm. What's that uh, Kitty Fiddler, the old guy? Um, anyway, with the, I can't remember his name. No, no, the other one, um, not John Stewart, um, with, with the glasses. God, I've had a mental blank because I'm so tired. Peltier? Yes, John Peltier, yeah. He was there. He was there? Yes. Holy um, shit. So Red uh, said, He's you know, someone you, that should be in there, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't. I wasn't in the situation where any of you fuckers had where they're like, come in tomorrow. Because if if they'd said to me, come in tomorrow, I, I, I mean, I would have gone in loaded, ready to go. I had, um, so I did my best. It was, I had some stuff I wanted to talk about on Minna Fandom. They said, come in, do Minna Fandom. You know, Red, I was talking, Blind Mike said on his message that I come across as very critical of the show and, but I said to him, he only hears like 1% that's a drop and he thinks I'm mm. criticising the show, whereas, you know, 98% of Minna fandom is is fawning praise for Kirk's greatness. Yeah, but it's all about what gets clipped and sent to uh, culminate and played. So you can say 99 great things. You say one thing that could be perceived the wrong way. Guess what's getting pl- played. And, you, you that's and, and nothing against Blind Mike. He's probably only listening to on the show. He probably mm. doesn't listen religiously. So that's what he sees. That's what he knows. You know, that is what it is. But, but you know what's happening now is actually Cullinane's not going and looking for sound. It has to be sent to him. So you could actually clip together sound however you want. Like I could go into Montante's world and with my expert oh editing boy. skills, like string a few things huh. together and send it in. It oh. And they just play it and Cullinane's like, look what Mike said when it's complete yeah. bullshit. Yeah, and as we know, he's not uh, an inquisitive mind, so I think uh, he wouldn't look too much into it. So, yeah, no, you could definitely um, deep fake your way into it and spin your own narrative, which is dangerous. We'll see that going forward in 2023. Yeah, you got fucking hammered for suggesting um, that moron um, to go yeah, into Cambridge. No problem, and I, I don't, I don't never, I'll never, yeah, I, I was right on that. Um, and I think what I said part. to you from the beginning, I thought it was a bad idea when you suggested it and I said that, but I think Cullen could have would have taken him one second to go, thanks, Mike, but I'll pass on this. That's it. That's it. Listen, all I'm saying is like when they mention the show and it's always like 65% through right before you get the calls, like, all right, who, you know, who's on Friday? Mm, I don't know, working on it. Like, well, you're struggling through that. Like, hey, listen, I got a guy. You can just say no. 
This is the guy. If you want him, he's yours. And it's it, like I mentioned with the Shaddix, it's not to uh, get a retweet on Instagram or a repost on Instagram. It's a guy who is affiliated with Barstool, who is a, it's a dumb know. idea, though, because he's not a Minute fan. It's a dumb idea. But no, but, he, but, but no, but, but my thing is, Kirk always says he's had look at the people on that list. He can make anybody interesting. What yeah, about an interesting guy who's already interesting mm. and you got nobody else going on? The guy could fly it's, in as a little private better jet, than Snell, pop in, that's go sure. in. That's what I'm saying. So it was just it was just a name to fill a spot that I thought could be interesting. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like um, hey, please have mine. It was like, hey, if you guys are slow, I could maybe get this guy in. That's all. And Colony's a fucking backstab. He's a he's a rat. He's a rat. Yeah. So anyway, that sounds like Fitzy, but <laughs> I mean, so I mean, this segues nicely into I've got. I want to sort of look back on some of the some of the things that jumped out to me from Harrison's best of. So I thought Harrison did a great job with the best of, easily the best so far, much better than um, any of the other efforts. And um, I guess my only criticism was there was probably a few too many Rico calls put in there. I, I didn't mind one or two, but. Given the, the perilous state of the relationship between Kirk and, and Terry Mayrose, I think his name is. Is it Terrence Mayrose? Um, Terrence Mayrose, yeah, ex-firefighter. Yeah. Island, New York, yeah. Considering the perilous nature of their relationship, I'm not sure 10 calls needed to be in there. But um, do you, what did you think of the best of? Um, I'm only a, a quarter of the way through it. Um, I kind of had a well, yeah, skip well, through. I mean, it is the first two hours. hours are all The first two hours are all clever. Yes, it, it does I mean, change though, but yeah, I tweeted out the best of Chris Clemmer after the first two hours as well. Yeah, I got a bit of blowback. Yeah. No, you're right though. Like, I think it's easier to play back and stomach the uh, bad Rico Bosco calls and hear Clemmer. I don't know something about the Clemmer. Th- I was, I always listened, but I did not like the Clemmer era. Just kind of, you know, I, how much I don't watch movies, you know, and it was just a little, it was a little much. I like Clemmer, the person, the individual, um, but. So, yeah, I kind of skipped through that. So I'm like three hours in. I probably listened to 10 minutes of it. But, yeah, every time I would, I would do 20 minute intervals, skip, skip, skip. And Clemmer, you'd hear Clemmer's voice. Here's Dave introduce another Clemmer bit. And you're like, Jesus well, Christ. Geez, I mean, but that's one thing that jumps out. At a theater near me was a, a really big talking point for the first two or three months of the year. Then, then Kirk lost interest and the, sh- the show stopped not long after. But you, you can really hear it in the best of, um, you know, they talk a lot about a theater near me. Yeah, Kirk was out of theater to me, your review show for fucking two months. And it was that was kind of inter- entertaining, but I, it was, but I don't want to hear it again. You mm. know, I don't want to hear Chris's voice going through it for the first time because I know how this ends. You know, like I can't watch a sport game a second time. I know the ending. I know this ending, but yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I love listening. Really, I've re- I enjoyed re listening to it. I thought Harrison did a really good job of picking out the the sort of the plot points of, you know, all the different things that happened. Um, and mm. it's not easy because they put out, you know, three long episodes a week. Cullinade does not do good notes. He does good notes. He does notes for the first, like, three topics, and then he, he sort of gets distracted, and that's all you've got. So, you know, Harrison would have had to go through a lot of episodes. Uh, other things that stood out to me, uh, Carl's micropenis. Um, that was very funny the second time. Um, also, the bit the bit that just happened where the caller uh, um, called in with the sex doll looked like grandma and the, and, and blind Mike was pissing himself about grandma's back. Yeah, He's a fan of that. He's uh, that is, that is, um, well, the funniest part of it, as you know, just Dave, he's in a tough spot there because obviously no one wants to talk about that. 
You know, it's, yeah, it's I, very, feel, I feel for, very fresh. I feel it's for not Dave. like five years ago. It's yeah, yeah no, that's I'm, I'm upset about you know animals I lost five years ago. I've lost a cat mm. six years ago. I'm still upset about. So I understand why, but he can't come across as soft. So he kind of plays along, but he's not authentically playing along because he doesn't want to. And Blind Mike sees that and just he he can't control himself. So I will look forward to hearing that a second time. That is a, a good bit. I don't think it's uh, d- done just yet. Yeah, great. What well, what did you think of Clemmer's return? Underwhelming uh, all around. Um, Kirk was very, very, very soft on him, um, which is probably maybe you know better for him. Uh, maybe he exploded on him. You know he. You know, I don't know. I, it, it was just it, it was soft. Uh, you know the show was entertaining. No, you know for sure. I thought that uh, the pr- pretty obvious consensus of everybody saying you know what big cat said the same thing that he regurgitated from somebody else um that he might be you know entertain him then kind of get a little salty on him then he a little tension to end the show definitely didn't hear that you know there's a lot more tickling and uh teasing going on than anything it it was good though i don't know if we need to hear that you know much more going forward and i think that uh climber was definitely coached before going in there because he had a little bit of a backbone that seemed like uh fabricated you know something like a, a manufactured backbone yeah you know, no frank's very talented i like frank frank's good you know hey you go in there you work at the same company as kirk defend frank do this do that so it was okay though but i don't think we need to hear it again yeah there well blind blind mike on the blind mike projects hammered uh chris for his appearance he, he said he he came across as arrogant and he brought up the way he sort of you know Dismiss the norm cheese question that Mike asked Kirk to ask. Um, yeah, and yeah, it was interesting. Mike really laid into to Clemmer. Yeah, I got to give that a listen. That's actually, I'll put that in my neck. Is that behind a Patreon wall? No, it's free. Just Blind Mike Project. It's the latest. I, I heard his, the, the first ever Blind Mike thing that I listened to um, was the Why Are You Laughing with the, um, the guy stuttering John. Yep. Was it good? Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Mm. I, actually, I didn't know anything about Stuttering John, but I did a little Google search afterwards. Pretty good. So I guess uh, I'll actually give that a listen for sure. Because, yeah, you said you said he killed them. Yeah, so go and listen to that. He also alleges uh, that Clemmer's lying about the Mariners 95 being a Wi-Fi issue. He says that that's just a flat-out lie. So um, well, You can fix your Wi-Fi eventually and finish the season. So, yeah, I would say he's full of shit on that. Yeah. 1,000%. Um, I thought it was a fine um, visit. I, I was surprised how soft Kirk went on Chris. Um, but but I, I do think, you know, despite the sort of conflicts that have happened during the year, generally this year Kirk's been a little bit softer. Like he hasn't he, – he's, he's never really gone full blowtorch on anyone. And I, I think, you know, the way he ended the year with Clemmer is not surprising because he, he let Clemmer – Clemmer was a fucking very smug. That's the word, smug. He was very mm. smug on that appearance. And if he had gone in like that uh, six months ago, Kirk would have told him to oh. fuck off. If Kirk walked in there with a mood that day, forget about it. The show is 13 minutes. You know, there were people are, you know, viciously tweeting Clemmer. But right now they're, they're you know, they're, they're, they're kissing his toes. No, you're, you're right on that. But I'll tell you, what, I think a, a lighthearted Kirk is probably better for the longevity of the show. Absolutely. I just want him to be happy. And, and I mean, he's still. He still blows up at people. It's just not quite uh, yeah, you you know, can't avoid World that. War Three. Yeah, yeah, agreed. 
Um, so we've got some listener questions I want to get to. Just one thing, uh, but, uh, any show stuff you want to talk about? No, I just I, – I know, I'm kind of fixated on um, – I just hope now that Kirk's kind of mellowed out and whatnot, just just announce that you re-signed with Barstool. More money, more mm. this, more that. Because the, the whole the whole notion that he's going to retire, you know, in a year and a half or whenever it is at age 50, come on. Who, who are we kidding? Stop. Stop. You can only do so much volunteer, you know, library work before you're losing your fucking mind. Just announce the re-sign, Mr. Barstool, Mr. Raise, get a raise, whatever it may be. Just, just come on. That's all. That That's what I'm looking forward to in 2023. I mean, you know, Montante, you and I maybe don't agree on a lot of things, but we 100% agree on this. There is no way Kirk is retiring. He may go on to bigger and better things, but he's not going backwards. I, I like... I like the play from Kirk because it is a great point to start negotiations. If you want to sign a contract and you want to put leverage in there, you just say, well, I'm done. Because if you are making Barstool good money, they'll obviously want you to continue doing that, whether they you know, jump up and down or not. So him pretending that he wants to retire is fantastic leverage. It is, but he's also a fucking nutcase. He might literally retire and then open up a diner, a 50s diner, and, you know, in uh, some middle of nowhere, Iowa, just to, you know, see, he's, he's a maniac. So you don't, you really can't, he'd be a great poker player. You can't really, you know, nail him down on anything. So hopefully we're right. I think we are right, but um, I'm not definitively sure. No, I'd love it if you bought a radio station. If he could buy a radio station, that would be so good. Uh, I think he would love that. Yeah, I think the highlight, one of the highlights of 2022 for me listening, he was so happy, so, so happy, so happy with a Paul Swan and crew in, um, in Morgan, was that Morgantown? Yeah. Uh, not Mor- yeah, it was Morgantown, right? West Virginia. He was over the moon with that. That was great to listen to. I like Paul Swan. I like those, you know, the, the kind of Southern boys down in Morgantown. But that wasn't that great. That, that was, that was radio without, you know, the higher ups, you know, being a pain in the ass. And I think he, uh, really, really put out a good show uh, those few days. So that would I, be great. I did not not like it, but I didn't love that that appearance as much as you did or some others did. Um, oh, I, I didn't mind it. it. It was fine. Um, top four show for the, of the oh, year for bullshit. me. No, it's not a top I four love show. It. No, I love it. Um, Sue me. There was a lot of great shows. But, yeah, so um, all in all, though, great job. Um, great job, uh, Harrison. I did love – reliving the car sleepover so that whole saga because harrison put in you know tim in canton's very cocky call in the lead up where he said you know basically said he was favorite and said you know it's going to be up to the others to try and stay with him and then you know he bails out after a couple of hours it was it was a very good re-listen i enjoyed that so um and then justin leaving i still can't believe it like he just left out of nowhere for no reason to go and start a video game channel well, he didn't even do that. Um, I like Justin, but let's be honest. Um, if you, how often do you think he stays up at night, um, just thinking about how much he fucked up the situation? He knows it. He all knows the time. It. You know, I mean, he he bossed the, and it's not you can you can mess up a great situation and make it turn into a good situation. He turned a great situation into a non-existent situation. He bossed the whole thing. I'd be curious now if he if he reached out to Colin first. And then, and then eventually, Kirk say, "Listen, I fucked up. I'll come in and grill for forty eight hours. I'll do X, Y, and Z. Social media. You know, I just want to come back there." Do you think? I think Kirk has a big enough heart 
and uh, could you know turn him into a whipping boy where he'd take him back. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you're right, which is crazy because that'd be like the third time Justin comes back, and each time he just bails for no reason. This time he got offered a job at Barstool. I mean, like so many, like how many kids in America do you reckon would trade places with Justin to have that opportunity? You know, a million kids. Well, he's twenty five. I don't think common kid, but uh, well, yeah, million, not a lot of uh, a not a lot of uh, adult young males would. Uh, yeah, there's people you know that would kill for that. But uh, yeah, he he got it, and he didn't think he'd get it. And then he you know kind of went back into his shell and was you know petrified. Now he's selling you know selling snow cones. Wishing he probably did it different. So just like Blind Mike, which I I wish he'd sack up and say, hey, listen, Mr. Portnoy, I fucked up. I'll go in there three days a week. I'll blog a little bit if I can. Maybe put out and whatever. Suck it up, Blind Mike. Go to to Barcelona. Get a job. Suck it up, uh, Justin. Go back and right your wrongs. Because I do like Justin. Fair enough. I like him too, but just very strange situations. Um, Hey, Boston. Now you're a you're a gambling man. You're also you know pretty mm. good at, at picking sports. Um, you know, a, tw- a tweet went out from the dozen, and it had Kirk's individual ranking for the dozen season, and he, he slipped down. He, he's not even in the top five. I think he's in the bottom half of that ladder. Um, yeah. And you know, I'm just curious. You know. You know, you look at that ranking, you look at their their poor performances in the dozen, you know, losing big matches over the last two seasons. Uh, you look at Cupcake getting smashed in in the ring. You look at uh, Kirk choking in mini golf. Thank you to whoever tweeted that in. I mean, if you, if you were tipping, would you be tipping against the KMS and Kirk because maybe the, the chokers? So a little bit of a language barrier there. Tipping means I uh, would be betting on, right? Yeah, betting. Yeah, betting. Okay, on. I, I like that. Mate, I also see your little uh, orange and white kitty behind you. One that looks very similar. Very cute, cute little, oh, yeah. uh, cute little mate, cute little mate back there. Um, no, this is all WWE. They know Kirk's one of the biggest names on there. They know Kirk will talk about it and promote the show. Um, free promotion more than anybody else. So they're 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 just they're drawing it up. But when it comes down to it, um, he's one of the biggest people that will you know. I'm sure gets the most eyeballs um, per episode than any other team. So they'll keep them down there, create the narrative, and then when the playoffs come or whatever comes around, that 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 narrative is already there. Built the narrative for them. So it's it's all it's all just, you know, it's all theater. Okay. So so I didn't so you don't think they're chokers? No, they're not chokers then if you I think had Kirk's a, a choker. If I, if I could le- if I could legally bet on it, I bet them to win the thing. So you get okay. good odds. Right, right you're backing Kirk. You're backing Kirk. To one thousand percent. One thousand. I think the new addition to the show, although he's not much of a personality, he's kind of a missing link that they were uh, looking for. So yeah, they'll win the. They'll win it this year. That's a Montana guarantee. Well, the Australians love to go for the underdog, and I think Kirk sort of got himself to that spot. So yeah, let's. I hope you're right. I really, I really hope you're right. Um. All right, we've got some listener questions. Let's get into it. Um, one of the most treasured segments on Minifandom. Thank you to everyone that sent your questions in. I've got a few here from Shark Minahan. Would either of you be willing to go to town on Mrs. Shattuck if A, Tom Shattuck requested you to do it, and B, you could do whatever you want with her, but you had to finish on Tom's belly? That's a really tough finish. I don't know if well, I'd be physically – would you physically be able to? So I'll just say this. With all due respect to uh, Mrs. Shattuck, I, I love her. She's very nice. She's a good individual, good Christian woman. She'd look like uh, – Tom would look like a glazed uh, cookie when I was done done with her. Yeah, yeah, I could do it. I'd do it. Yeah, 1,000%. 
<laughs> Are you out of your mind? Yeah, I, I could compartmentalize that and finish on. Yeah. Are you kidding me? One thousand percent. Yeah, that's a no from me. Uh, Shark Minahan. You're, you're, you're so full of shit. You are so full of shit. I can't, I can't, there's some things that I'll. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's a no from me. Um, Shark Minahan. Why do you think there was no mental time needed in 2022? Is it correlated to Mena's visit to the US? It's a good good point. We didn't actually wow, factor a, that in. It's a, a really good point. Um, I think there's. I would say they're loosely related. Like I would say, like it's it's been a very good year for Mena fandom. Effect. It's been a very good year for Mena fandom, and conversely, that's helped Kirk's mental health. So. That, that's how I think it's related. Between that and uh, Murchison floating away, I think uh, those two things hand in hand uh, created a pretty good mental health year for uh, Mr. Menahan. So I, I would I would agree in part. Okay, great. Um, and, and this is a question for you from Shark Minahan. Why the hell uh, did Portnoy think it was a good idea to start selling watches? <laughs> I don't know, man. That uh, I like Dave. You know, for the most part. That shit is. That's a tough. That's a tough one. That he. That that's a swing and a miss. And I think he realized at this point. And Dave could do anything. He'll put out a pizza review and get you know, hundred thousand likes, fifty thousand retweets. He'll put out in the same account this fucking stupid watch ad and get like twelve hundred likes, thirteen hundred you know comments. It's it's not good. It's it's a losing venture here. And I wish he reached out to somebody like Kirk because Kirk would have said, hey. This is not it. This is definitely not the uh, business move you need. But yeah, no, not mm. good. Very bad. Yeah, I didn't even wear a watch. Um, all right, now this is from Andy Mayo. Did you notice Clemmer called Kirk weird several times in the last episode? I did, and this was where I thought Clemmer was being a bit smug. He was kind of just sitting back, like you know, the power dynamics changed, and I think Clemmer was trying to sort of set a new rule and. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and Kirk, let him get away with it. You, you cannot you cannot deny that. Yeah, that's where I say I think Clemmer was coached up. Hey, you work in the same company as him. Go in there. Have a backbone. Like, you're, you're somebody. I think he was coached up. And that's, he was uh, his little um, forced ego, you know, sticking up the big bad Kirky. And I think I was upset when Kirky didn't swat it back down. So, no, I think we're uh, pretty lost up on that one. This is a good one. Do you think weird is Clemmer's go-to when he talks shit about Kirk in the Barstool office? No, I think I actually have inside information on this. I think it's strange. He's a he's a strange uh, word guy. Uh, so he maybe three or four weeks ago, um, for the first time in a long time, either responded to Kirk or mentioned the Meta fans like directly and got a shit ton of reaction. So I went on Twitter and I was like, hey. Like, uh, finally, uh, a lost Barstool boy finds his way back into, uh, like, the algorithm or something. And within five seconds, I, I deleted it because, you know, I was like, ah. I meant that kind of playful, but, like, that came off, like, too much of a hater. Mm-hmm. And he, like, he, he DM'd me. He's like, hey, I saw that. And I was like, and he's like, you deleted it. I was like, yeah, man. Like, I read it twice and kind of came across as, you know, thickhead, kind of a hater. He goes, oh, I was eager to tell I was waiting to tell you how weird, how strange you are. I was like, shut oh, the God. fuck. What kind of shit talk is that, dude? I was like, shut up, Chris. You fucking dork. So yeah, no, I, he's yeah. I like Chris a lot. 
but he's a um, nice guy, but he's he, he he's a flopping around. He, he's very lost. I've always said Chris is one of the best prepared on the show, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just disappointed. Maybe it hasn't gone better. All right, we've got a question here from Kevin from Bristol. If Monhonte Montonte had to suck a dick to save his own life, mm. and he could choose anyone's dick in the world, whose dick would he choose to suck? Honestly, and I don't want to play into uh, stereotypes. It probably like uh, Kim Jong Un. Oh come on! Uh, <laughs> yes to completion. Yes to finish the mail. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay. Um, I won't get into why, but you know. Okay, here's a question from sources say Montante looks like he's lost some weight. Looks like uh, he's sources, only sources say hates me. He looks like he's only four hundred and fifty pounds now. There Have you is. lost there some there weight? He goes. Yeah, sources say, sources say is terrible. Uh, no, I'm just as fat I've been for a while, and sources say I hate you. Did you – I don't know. Are you one of those people that around this Christmas period you just end up eating like tons? Like, I don't know, in Australia this sort of week, you, everyone's off work, everyone's just eating. It's Listen, uh, more I live food. every day like it's a holiday, as you guys say. Oh, I love it. That's why I love you. Um, yep, thank you. Well, uh, Ted Sarandis, what does Montante think of a Michigan Georgia teaser for the semifinals? Um, if you're doing teaser anytime in gambling, you're a fucking loser. Um, teasers exist for a reason. Take it money from suckers. Don't do a teaser. DM me directly. We'll make you some money. Uh, yelling manners need Montante's lock for betting the bowl games. Yelling manners, please reach out to Montante individually if you haven't already. No, no, no. This him. one, no, this, this, this one, I'll give out. This, so we're doing okay. this on a Wednesday night. Um, Clemson minus five right now. Uh, I believe in the Orange Bowl against Tennessee. Now I am a Clemson fan, so not I'm not being biased here. I'm being very honest with you guys. Very very honest. The Cade Klubinick era. Uh, we'll start with a with a arousing double digit win against Tennessee. I guarantee. Arousing? Did you say uh, arousing? Sorry. Yeah, I'll be hard watching it. Um, an arousing win. <laughs> Clemson win by double digits. Clemson's minus five. Bet Clemson minus five. Yelling matters. Put your mortgage on it. No problem. Great. All right. Well, that was great questions from everybody. And um, we'll just wrap up uh, this episode of Minute Fandom with our pop culture segment, uh, a dedication to Red's parents who who stream a lot of TV up mm-hmm. in heaven. It's all they yeah. do. Um, so I actually, because of Christmas, got to what Christmas being ruined by COVID, I streamed all of White Lotus Season 2. And so I just spent Christmas Day, like, ranking how hot the chicks were. Because they were, it was a smoking hot season. Um, have you seen that? No, I have not. I do see your cat though making uh, making moves. No, White Lotus. Have heard good, what, what is White Lotus on Netflix? Mm, it's on something weird here. I don't know uh, what it's on where you are. I think it's on I've HBO. Heard, I've heard I've heard good things. Um, I've actually been watching two shows. Um, the what is the hell is it called? Nineteen twenty three. Oh yeah. Only is that two episodes out Har- so far. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Unbelievable, and I know this is very stupid, but um, Harrison Ford looks like he could relate to uh, the actor that plays Mr. Dutton. I'm not a movie guy, so I do not know the big actor's name. And I, I Kevin Foster, Foster, Falker, whatever the guy's name is. Um, I think he played like the movie where like throwing fastballs out of the bullpen. That's good. And then um, the 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 new King of Tulsa, whatever that is. Okay, uh, with also on Paramount, Sylvester Stallone. I watched the first two episodes laughing, trying to mock it. And then by like halfway through episode two, I was like getting intrigued. Ha- then then episode three, I'm all in. Great mm-hmm. show. 
I would okay, highly recommend. Yeah, so there's a lot out there for that's uh, Tulsa King. I've heard that's quite funny. Yeah, pretty good. So with just with White Lotus, for those that have seen it, I kind of landed on Lucia being the number one, uh, and then maybe the nanny was a sneaky number two, and then maybe like the 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 wife, not Aubrey Plaza. But for those that have watched, know what I mean. I saw Can I ask you something that matters. Yes, Can I ask you said the nanny. Um, the, the, the sitcom, the nanny, when I was like a young kid, mm, Fran Drescher, she may be potentially, I think she was the first ever person on television I masturbated to. Congratulations. I was like seven or eight. I love was she, was she hot back then? Like, was she a oh, absolutely. Symbol? Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Big time. I love her. Yeah. And you, you think would have she loved still the has voice. going on or you think she's. Uh, I, haven't, I mean, I haven't seen her for a long time. Actually, I think I heard her on a podcast. She sounds the same. Her voice is terrible, but yeah, she actually probably. Where was she like, ranking the minute? Where was she ranking the minute fan uh, phone sex hotline? Uh, well, not voice. No, not no. That voice is pretty much down the, <laughs> down the list. Um, I, so yeah. I watched Jack Ryan season three. I also watched the new Knives Out movie, Glass Onion. Both pretty good. Um, so yeah, that's the pop culture segment. Well, Mike, um, we better wrap this up. Any party messages for the listeners? No, I'm about to go uh, look up uh, the the nanny or whatever she is. Looks like now. I'm curious. Voice was terrible, but she was. Oh, she was good looking back in the day. Hmm. Um. All right. Well, I'm not sure when Minna Fandom will be back. It'll obviously be back in the new year. Um. But yeah, we'll catch up soon. We can. We, we can't do. It- said by Big Steve. Steve made some comments about his own family. He erased it cause it made Ben angry. He got fucked by a man down under. (laughs) With missing audio, yup, discover. Too happy to reveal Steve's plunder. He enjoyed blowing Steve's cover. is prolific. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Quick. Kirk handed Steve a suspension. Got a lot of grief for it in his mentions. Steve could have gotten off easy. Just done like Blind Mike and said he needed therapy. (laughs) He got fucked by a man down under. Who thinks Steve's a motherfucker? <laughs> Call them out as a show scrubber. <laughs> he wants Steve replaced by another. I heard some news today on Australian man. Yeah, he fucked up a man down under. 